Welcome to episode 12. I sound so surprised. Are you surprised? I'm very surprised. I was surprised at double figures. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 12 of Ben and Benji Do The News, the podcast where we take a deep dive into the stories which aren't dominating the front pages, but in our weird and wonderful world, quite frankly, should be. Uh, it's been a week of weird news. What do you think, Ben? I'm exhausted today. I've got to tell you, first of all. Yeah, well, it's a different time for us to record this, isn't it? Usually we're fresh out of bed, not not the same bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now we're both not fresh from work. So, yeah, different. A day of news to uh, to start the podcast. To start the podcast. Tiredness. Tiredness. Yeah, that's the one. So um, I must um, get through a bit of business before we crack on. And uh, that's just to do a quick shout out to Jeff Farrell of Jeff Farrell News on Twitter. Now, Jeff is an old colleague of ours and uh, he started listening to the podcast and he has actually come across Mattress Mick from episode 11 before. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Mattress Mick has actually been in the media for years in Ireland with his quirky ad campaigns and Jeff says it's great marketing. I've got to look him up. This sounds like one of those proper, you know, like American type things you get in a film, like the local celebrity who owns the mattress store. See, I actually think that a big mattress conglomerate like Dreams is actually behind Mattress Mick and you right. have to, it was a, a, a naive vehicle um, to, to get press. What do you think? Yeah, maybe to, to steer global mattress trends. <laughs> All I picture when you said that is a man sailing the seas, steering a mattress. <laughs> on a mattress. That's their new campaign. <laughs> Hang on. If that comes out... We are cashing in, big boy. No more podcast. Sponsored are... by Dreams. <laughs> ah, when tiredness gets in the way, you can always count on Dreams. I personally like the firm comfort of a Simba mattress. Whereas I prefer <laughs> to go for the soft, cushiony, memory foam style. That suits me best. Mmm, mattresses. They're the best. <laughs> <laughs> So let's crack on. He also mentioned upon listening to last episode that he we missed his shark hunt story in Kent. So this was talking about um, you know uh, 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 reporters, tabloid reporters that are saying yeah, yeah. wild goose chases or wild shark chases or croc chases. Yeah. In 2015, Jeff Farrell um, wrote the wrote the story. Great white shark spotted in Kent. We hooked the British jaws. Well, sort of. Um, um, a beach town has been besieged by shark hunters after a great run was spotted off the coast. And you know what? I've got to give it to Jeff because someone in this photo is dressed up with a shark's head and it's not Jeff. So fair play, mate, for getting someone to do this. But Jeff got into the sea fully clothed. Right, I've got a right. picture to pose okay. with someone who is underwater with a sh- rubber shark's head poking above the water. I think this is the best tabloid photo I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What's he wearing? 
Jeff's wearing a t-shirt and tracksuit bottoms that <laughs> are soaked and he's appearing to wrestle this rubber shark's head, um, which, which is worn by, I don't know who, not the photographer, because he's taking the picture and the guy's submerged in the sea. It's quite amazing. Wow, I can't wait to see that. Do not try this at home. Do not try on sharks. <laughs> Do you know what though? You know, last week we had that sort of spooky connection where all of the stories seem to be connected to the person's name. Mm, yeah. Right. This week, I have a story from Jeff Farrell that he's pointed out to me. <laughs> and I also have my other story is about sea creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. So I'm getting freaked out. <laughs> you'll get, you've got an in with, with Jeff Farrell News, have you? You'll, you'll get, I've got, you'll a, get, you're I've got a direct line to JF. source. Yeah. <laughs> Tapping the line, fighting <laughs> off the cream de la cream. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> do, you, do you want to kick off with the first story before I fall asleep by the sound of my own voice? <laughs> <laughs> right. This is from a guy called Jeff Farrell, who we used to work at the Daily Store. Yeah, it is. It's the, the, there is only one, the original yeah. and the best. Uh, and I like this one, Benji, right? Because this is definitely a particular type of tabloid story um but it's one that we've never done before so i'll sort of give you a hint as to what kind of story it is as a reporter what would you ask someone who had just turned a hundred years old uh how, how did you how, how do you do it how do you exactly do <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah what's your secret type it, thing right well this one if you were to turn up to this story and ask that question, you might be asking the obvious because all the balloons are black and white and there's a great big fuck off Guinness cake in the corner. That's because <laughs> Ma- <laughs> that's because Mary Paddy Tipping swears oh, by... <laughs> Can you just say the name again? <laughs> Mary Paddy Tipping. <laughs> now, I don't know that much about Mary, right? But she it's seems... Irish, perhaps. She seems to be from Swindon and have lived exclusively in Swindon for a hundred years. <laughs> so I don't know, right? Unless she's got Irish family or something, or maybe that was just omitted from the story. But yeah, she seems to be from Swindon, but she's called Mary Paddy Tipping. But maybe that's just because she likes the Guinness. But she swears by a pint of the black stuff and says her longevity is down to keeping active and a daily Guinness. Now, with Mary being a Guinness lover, um, the cake was a nice touch, but I do hope they got us a real Guinness because there would be nothing worse than staring at a gigantic Guinness cake if someone has overlooked to buy you some actual Guinness. <laughs> but we'll, we'll tweet a picture of this, but the cake is um, basically a giant can of Guinness being poured into a pint glass. That's brilliant. That brilliant. It's fair to say it's a good cake. And as the Guinness advert says, good things come to those who wait. And in this case, the wait has been 100 years. <laughs> tick, follow, tock, follow, tick, follow, tock, follow, tick, follow, tock, sometime later. Anyway, <laughs> all, this, all this got me thinking, right? And I think Mary's missing a trick because surely she should be sponsored by Guinness. Like her birthday seriously looked like it was brought to you by Guinness. And Subway had that guy who ate nothing but subs and lost loads of weight. So what would be better than a Guinness guzzling gran, there's my second mention, who was chugged away to a century? (laughs) (laughs) What is it you love about Guinness, would you say? Who, me? 
Yeah. I mean, it's uh, got to be that rich, velvety yeah. texture with a creamy, foamy top. For me, that's what I'd go for. Yeah, I'd say it's the complexity of the burnt malt aftertaste. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we love Guinness on this podcast. Mm, Guinness. My goodness, my Guinness. But do you, know, do you know what? Sponsorships aside, I thought, do you know what? We love people raising money for the NHS, right? Oh, sure, sure. Captain Tom, right? Please Captain don't. Tom walked around his garden to do just that and fair play to him. But who wouldn't rather watch Mary sit in her garden and see how many cans she could get through in an afternoon? Or better yet, we could just go into the street on a Thursday and just all down cans of Guinness. <laughs> to do our bit <laughs> oh well mary i tipping my hat to you in this right <laughs> i think we've lost the plot today haven't we <laughs> i do feel slightly uh yeah dazed okay. but that's good <laughs> what's your story okay right that's it now. <laughs> part three part 101 to ben's first story <laughs> right okay and another thing oh no, god okay. not again right so um i found this from the mirror online mm-hmm. <laughs> right okay yeah, that's, there is a difference, isn't there? Oh, yes. There's a big um, difference. Now, this is written by Luke Matthews. He's not just an audience writer, as in he writes for an audience. Yeah. He's a senior audience writer, so he knows a lot about writing for audiences. Excellent. This should be really good. <laughs> and he's also had the help of another writer with no title called Zana Eklund. Not okay. senior, not an audience writer. And listen, I think this is where this story may have gone wrong. So the headline <laughs> is cheeky message inscribed on memorial bench at park leaves people in stitches. Right. First of all, I'd like you to listen out for the intro because mm. it's a dropped intro on a news story. Um <laughs> I think I'm gonna read it to you, the story, okay. because yeah. it, it's a piece of art. Okay. Memorial plaques are often emotional engravings found on benches and at other beauty spots to remember the life of a loved one after they've passed away. Are you ready for me to carry on? Yeah, hit me with that drop. <laughs> and one Reddit user <laughs> recently stumbled across a bench painful perhaps with a message (laughs) from a family who clearly saw the funny side of life and remember ben if you're telling someone something's funny and copy what's the conclusion it probably isn't (laughs) as they had paid for an amusing double funny engraving to pay tribute to their family member swiss cheese alert no details incoming the right. post was shared on Reddit with the caption, I aspire to be like Nina when I'm old. Alongside the title was a picture of the bench and the engraving reads, Nina Teresa Jenkinson, 4th of May 1959 to 5th of May 2017. She took pleasure in annoying the fishermen by feeding the ducks. Oh. Uh, one user wrote, <laughs> what did she specifically dislike 
about that one fisherman. Another user posted, and this actually <laughs> overshadows the whole story, right? Yeah. This line is better than Nina's um, engraving. It's better than the headline. It's better than you, Luke Matthews, senior audience writer. Someone else posted, now she's pissing off fishermen in heaven. <laughs> you see, if they would have just spent the money on that extra line on the plaque, that would have been <laughs> funny. Amusing and funny. And, and, and I don't, I just, there was something about the story that tickled me, but uh, genuinely. Yeah. Um, and there's a bit at the end where, have you been in that situation, Ben, where, mm. and, and I know you have, where you've, you've been asked to do a rip from a tenuous online story. Yeah. And like, you think they ask for page lead and you think, right, I reckon I can get away with 100, 180 words. Right? Yeah. You've yeah. done that before. Yeah. And then All what the happens? Uh, to, well, it can go two ways. Either <laughs> it gets turned into a nib or usually they want more. <laughs> Second option. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> this is, I think, what's happened in this piece. And then you've got to go, other funny plaques. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, I knew that was going to happen. In 2016, a plaque was found in Swanage. <laughs> now, this is actually a lot funnier. I would have re-nosed the whole story, but the okay. unique memorial bench was posted just two months after another walker was left in stitches. Oh, it's got to be funny. Um, hilarious. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> Brr. Uh, <laughs> by a brutal plaque dedicated to someone who wasn't actually dead. Uh-huh. And, and what did read, what did that one say? Dedicated to Hayden Kays, forever missed by his friends and family. He's not dead yet. He's just become increasingly antisocial. This is like the level of wit from sort of like toilet door graffiti, but someone's going to the trouble of having actual plaques made. <laughs> Two people wrote this story, Ben. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Because I was going to say, usually that's like if they've ripped it from a local... Uh, reach paper they'll give like the local reporter a byline as well but I mean if it's from Reddit I don't know who the other person is I don't know are we being too cruel because this this is not us taking down journalists this is we're laughing we're navel gazing at our own industry do you agree with me or are we going to be shot down for this I don't think we are hey we have both written much worse (laughs) stories than this (laughs) so yeah this is uh, we can laugh at this because we've been there (laughs) And also, when we had a giggle at Courtney, not Pouchin, (laughs) yeah, she took it in in good faith, didn't she? Yeah. And she says she writes much more serious articles. Well, Courtney, (laughs) please send them through. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Still still waiting. Don't take down other writers, do we? Um, So anyway, (laughs) onwards and sidewards. Um, Let's crack on with some of your knobblies. Last week, Ben, you asked our loyal listeners to come up with second mentions for... Uh, Olympics, Olympics medalists. That's it. Olympic medalists. I I do know the answer. Um, And uh, we got some brilliant ones. Ruth McKee's come up trumps as always. B bronze Brits medallioned megastar. Metallic chested champs, but my favourite superhuman silverware hunters. Brilliant. I just, do you know what I love about this bit of the podcast is just being hit with so many second mentions in one go. I genuinely love it. 
Um, Joe Casper, med- metal winning athlete, sporty champ, and active. I'm not going to even finish that one. It's crap, Joe. Sorry. Go on. I want it. You want to hear it? I want to hear it. Active first, second, or third best competitor in their respective sporting category. That's kind of a, a guide to a second mention, isn't it? We're never going to get that four seconds back of this podcast, so apologies. <laughs> um, and we had a late addition from Chris Bycourt, who's not a journalist. He's a rapper, not a journalist. He says, international high rollers sporting sparkly over-the-shoulder coaster holders. And you know what? Mm. I kind of love it. I do. I also want to hear a news-themed rap, which sounds like it would be very Radio 4, but from that line, I think it would be good. All right. Chris, if you're listening, get to work. Ben, right. Put me out of my misery. Share your knobbly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So mine is from the Second Mentions Twitter account this week, and it was... Uh, posted by Darren Leithley. Um And it is... Is it something that happened in Scotland? <laughs> it's not, but it is the colourful clog maker. <laughs> <laughs> um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Is it the shoe designer, Manolo Blanick? Right. Set your sights about a hundred degrees lower. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it Clark's? Shoe Even shoe keep zone. going down. Oh, I don't know who makes crap shoes. Right, I'm gonna give you a little hint. The yeah. clog, the clog is very specific. Something Dutch. <laughs> It's Ooh. a well-known contemporary. Ooh, I know, I know, I know, Go I, know on. I know. Sir, sir, sir. Um, Crocs. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the colourful clog. I love I it. I like that. Can we award yeah. it lovely? Yeah. What, to our second mention? Yeah, to our lovelies, yeah. How many, how many awards have you got in the cabinet back there left? Um, they're quite dusty. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's enough. Good. Considering we've never given them out. Yeah. Well, we will be doing that. We'll get Sue on yeah. to at some point. Anyway, okay. um, so What's mine, yours? mine is the rattled nag. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's a horse. Yeah. The rattled nag. Is this is this something like um, I don't know what the Olympic horse events dressage or something like that? Yeah, sort of. Is it? Well, oh, I've um, got the wrong. I've got the wrong event. Yeah, wrong event. Sh- uh, show jumping. That's right. So, yeah. German modern pentathlon coach booted out of Olympics for punching horse. Uh, <laughs> Kim Raisner has been chucked out of the Tokyo Olympics for punching horse Saint Boy during competition. Rider Anika Schlu was struggling to control the horse during the show jumping round of the women's event, with Raisner trying to help her get the rattled nag under her spell. <laughs> Look, I don't want to start the partridge stuff again, but that is so partridge. Isn't it is. it? <laughs> the rattled nag was rather upset after being punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost the plot, mate. If anyone's yeah. still listening, we we thank you and uh, we 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 implore you, and we we're very we're very grateful. Do keep listening. Do keep listening. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to set a another one, obviously, for next time. Um, 
but mine is connected to my next story. And I'm going to tell you why at the end of my next story. But the second mention is for an orca. Oh, like is an orca a, a, no, is an orca a, a killer whale? Yes. So oh, in a way, just killer whale, exactly. They don't always have to be clever. They can just be straight up and down descriptive. So a second <laughs> mention for a killer whale or an orca. Um, <laughs> once you once you pop, you cannot stop. Um, so yeah, well, so that's so that's the that's the challenge. Snacks, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so that's the challenge. Make a note of it, but I'll uh, I'll try and remember to say why I've set that one after my uh, next story. <clears throat> which is is that that's me next isn't it it's my turn so I, so I just crack on oh no hang on one second uh, oh uh now time for a quick advert friend of the podcast mickey uh is raising some dosh for his film bulking up uh it tells the story of body dysmorphia um and a young man struggle with it uh, Mickey's been through it himself. He's a great guy, amazing actor, and he is self-funding this film. So head to Kickstarter and search Bulking Up if you want to help support the cause. A worthy one indeed. Ben, you've already donated, haven't you? I have, yeah. And I've seen the trailer and it honestly it looks it looks brilliant. It's well worth just, you know, just check out the trailer and just have a look at that. So uh yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully uh, we'll see that pretty soon. And uh right, heading back to your killer of a story. Okay, here we go. So there's lots of conspiracies around at the moment, Benji, uh, in the current climate. Uh, but I think there's one that's going under the radar, and you've kind of touched on it already, right? The sea creatures, yeah? Sea creatures are turning against us. Yeah, don't trust them. Because uh, you're keeping across the goings-on in Cornwall, aren't you, with uh, Wally the walrus, yeah, who's uh, bothering the fisherman down there. Uh, well, it's spreading. The revolution is spreading, and now Spain has ordered small boats to steer clear of a stretch of the country's southern coastline after reports of more than 50 encounters with boisterous orcas. So there's been uh, as many as 25 incidents with boats, which have had to be, um, sorry, there's been more than 50 encounters, but 25 of them have included boats having to be towed back to the shore, right? So it's quite like they're quite serious encounters. Um, reports of this first began surfacing, uh, no pun intended, in July and August of last year with sailors sharing stories of rudders that had been rammed and boats that had been spun 180 degrees or tipped sideways, right? But one scientist said, uh, yeah, speaking to The Guardian, they said, these are very strange events, but I don't think they're attacks. Well, I don't know what you call it, Mush, but if my boat was getting spun around 180 degrees, I'd feel pretty attacked <laughs> and would probably start getting flashbacks to Jaws. And the thing about an orca's eyes, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I just love that speech from Jaws. <laughs> but, <laughs> Is that your Spanish accent? No, that's Quint from Jaws. <laughs> right. Well, I have to listen to your film podcast. Oh, yeah, do. It's coming out. Never. Um, 
<laughs> but several other scientists pointed to the stress on the, the orcas as they navigate life in a major shipping route off Gibraltar. Um, and sort of like they're really struggling to survive and their number has been reduced to fewer than 50, right? And the timing of these latest encounters appears to be as marine traffic picks back up um, after reduced noise during the pandemic, right? So some marine biologists right, have said um, that they could be expressing anger at big game fishing, whale watching and fast ferry routes, right? Fair enough, this makes sense. So I'm thinking like, yeah, that's this is clicking into place. But then another scientist comes along and says several rowdy orcas may have got carried away while playing. I love the idea of rowdy orcas. Oi, oi! Hey! <laughs> Ram that fucking rudder! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're Brit they're British orcas over causing havoc in Spain. Of course, it's off Gibraltar, isn't it? That's why. <laughs> they're mad with it on the carling. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so like one scientist has said uh, they're having fun, and maybe these orcas have fun causing damage. <laughs> that does sound like British people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it's just like the way the scientists are just, just trying to come up with other descriptions of what's going on. It's like, it's fine. They're pissed off. They have a right to be. But let's just tell it how it is. Now we know that when Willie jumped over that breakwater in Free Willie, he had one thing on his mind, destroying the rudders of small boats. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, that's that's my second story. But I did say I'd mention why it is also my pick for a second mention. Um, so when I saw this story, I thought, hmm, right, a story about one particular type of animal. I feel a second mention fest coming on because, you know, when you've got a story about like one yeah, topic yeah, yeah. and it's like you just have to keep finding a second mention every yeah. like every mention. Um, <clears throat> so I thought, right, let's dig into this. So. The intro has okra. Um, okra? Orca. <laughs> you've got your, you got your okay. takeaway on the brain, mate. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost that time. And a bindi bargy. Oh, it's uh, orders with the restaurant now. I better get a move on with this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so the intro had uh, orca, obviously. Second part, orca again. So through third, fourth and fifth. And it was beginning to get a little bit ridiculous, right? But then... The sixth par. Boom. Highly sentient cetaceans. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they just saved up all their second mention points <laughs> for that one. Oh my God. That but as you, as you alluded to earlier, they didn't even use killer whale. They just went <laughs> straight in with that doozy. But that's it. Only one second mention out of 12 pars of this story. There are only three. Uh, that don't have the word orca in them. And I think it kind of illustrates the purpose of a second mention. It has a role. Sure, it's fun, but it's there to stop repetition. So that is my reason for choosing orca as the second mention for this week. Don't do repetitions, kids. Do second mentions. <laughs> if we ever do merch, <laughs> that's the first T-shirt we're getting made. Yeah. <laughs> um I feel like you're a lot more prepared this week. I sort of did this all in a bit of a hurry during work. Um, so that's, that's always a good introduction, isn't it? Um, <laughs> this is going to be shit, folks. Strap in. <laughs> um, so this week is a double dose, a double okay. helping of Swiss cheese. So, 
I hope you've got your glass of red handy. Yeah, definitely. I've got my ham sandwich ready to fill. And this also got me thinking about a potential Swiss cheese award because this story mm. has no origin, country of origin, no proper full name and definitely <laughs> no age. You know, okay, right. I'm going to I'm going to pitch an idea here. Why don't we come up with the like checklist for the bet for what it takes to have like the best swiss cheese story <laughs> so like how many holes does it need and whenever we do a swiss cheese yeah. story we should then like Take mark it off it. like yeah no name no location we'll have to yeah. come up with the list in the and, week and also like the first threshold of a swiss cheese story is, is no direct quote to, to the publication <laughs> right yeah this if you're looking for those attributes this story <laughs> Not at all. It's got them in spades. <laughs> so, you know, we've all... Oh, and also, the other curious thing is Paige Holland, showbiz audience writer, um, has written this, but it's not a showbiz story. So okay. I, I think that that's where it all went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's no business like show business, and this is nothing like show business. <laughs> what, what publication did you say this was? Sorry, is this a mirror again? <laughs> Might have been. (laughs) We've all been there, you know, it's come to the point of the night um, where you've got to split the bill, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But this splitting of the bill happened once they'd left the restaurant, one of the friends paid and the other one Uh, was trying to gather the money from the other one, right? But Yeah, okay. Um, So a man was left stunned after his mate asked him to transfer money for the few chips he ate off his plate when they went out for dinner. It's just not... I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that either within the confines of this story, I bet there's nothing to validate that other than hearsay. <laughs> Peter, who's known as Peter Pribal Pierdenock on TikTok, shared a video of a text exchange he had with his pal quote-unquote Alex, who had worked out the bill. The way they put Alex in quote marks, it's not like they even believe that Alex exists. Yeah. Um, maybe that's maybe they're qualifying it because he just made this whole thing up. Um, so and they know it. I think I'm taking my tiredness out today on all the writers. Um, so he said, as he calculated <laughs> the total for how much each person needed to send him, he asked Peter to transfer an extra 47 cents, 34p for the chips he ate. Uh, And it goes on to explain um, uh, how he asked. He said, you ate some of my fries, right? Uh, And then then Peter said, ha ha, I think I had a couple. Why? And then Alex says, okay, cool, no worries. Laughing my ass off. I'll just add like 47 cents to your Venmo charge, if that's cool. Um, So he says it's 23.83 total, your meal tip and part of my meal that you ate. Um, and then another person, a bit like the bench said, said, charge Alex three cents for using your data for that message. And you know what? I think that Alex would get on well with our lady who brought her own tea bag to the Irish. Yeah. Yeah. And also the wedding people who uninvited the (laughs) the guys whose house they were getting married at. Are you talking about the unnamed groom? The unnamed groom. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the very same <laughs> unnamed groom sounds like some sort of chiclet horror story that you'd read on a trip to malaga you know um, yeah yeah 
or or like goosebumps or something like that, you know, in the teenage section of the library. <laughs> oh, the unnamed groom. Scary, but not so much it will disturb you. <laughs> You'll still grow up well adjusted, but it'll be an exciting read on that scout camp. <laughs> Oh dear. Right. Well, Ugh. we've sort of hobbled towards the end of um the podcast. I don't think we should do this again. Not the podcast, but <laughs> my doing where we do it in the week because this happened last time, didn't it? Well, when we did it after work. Yeah, do you remember we were really tired? <laughs> and you actually <laughs> said to me the right we, wimps. <laughs> she said she said you said to me, should we even put it out? And then you know what I'm like? I was like, I'm not fucking recording that again. So we are. <laughs> If you want to listen back to the back catalogue, <laughs> listeners, you can try and uh, guess which episode we almost thought was too shit to put out. <laughs> and don't fucking say all of them. <laughs> right. Share, listen, subscribe, review. Please review. No, seriously, if you haven't reviewed, just fucking review it. No, please, please, please. Now. Now. <laughs> just like, guys, we do this for free. So fucking review it. Oh, God, people are going to stop tuning in now, aren't they? I'm being too <laughs> Is, ag- is aggression a, g- <laughs> a good strategy? <laughs> I have to check out some like YouTube videos. How to build a successful podcast. <laughs> Step one. Have you been as, gr- as aggressive as shit to your listeners? <laughs> I've tried everything now. I have tried being nice. I've tried yeah. asking nicely. I've tried desperation. Now, mm. now I'm just getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Re- review... Or else. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let me stop the recording.